When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com for all of your equipment, apparel, and accessory needs. They've even got training aids. They've got all the great stuff from all the brands that you hear on our podcast every week. So once again, that is WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Hey folks, it's your buddy Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. This is a crazy time right now. You can follow us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered. You can send us an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Hello to our friends over at the Hackers Paradise. And if you listen to this on the THP mobile app, we are part of the THP radio network. It is growing, folks. A little bit more information on that in just a minute. But also, folks, uh, hello to our friends over at Cleveland and Srixon Golf. And a special shout-out to our friend uh, Noel over there at uh, Cleveland Strixon and Zegzio. Just got married on April 4th. I know many of us uh, were able to view that on Instagram Live. I hope everything went well, Noel, for uh, for you and Kyle and your family, and it was just a great, uh, great way for us to be a part of a very special day for you. And so thanks for that. Folks, uh, I don't know about you, but um, it's uh, warming up here in Illinois. It's about 72 today at the time of this recording. And the golf courses are still closed because we got this pesky pandemic that's been going on. And uh, not to make light of the situation, but you know what? You have to laugh sometimes. And uh, it's just so damn depressing all the time if if you check the news. But if you're a golfer who likes to tinker with their golf equipment and you like to check on uh, you know your grips your loft and lie and you want to you know change a few elements uh, that means you're first of all like me and uh, you've probably reshafted your golf clubs twice already (laughs) but uh, there's no company out there that's better at uh, providing not only services to help with that classes to help you become a better club builder but also professional grade tools and machines to help you be the best club builder that you can or even just the weekend hobbyist that wants to stay on top of your golf equipment than Mitchell Golf. And today, folks, we welcome Mr. Patrick Gallagher. He's the Director of Sales and Golf Operations over at Mitchell Golf to tell us a little bit about all the products that they offer. You've probably heard the name Mitchell Golf. If you've walked into a pro shop and you've seen a loft and lie machine, you've probably seen the name Mitchell Golf on that machine. And he's going to tell us all about the different products that they offer today and some of the tips that you can use right now if you're stuck inside like I am and you need to just get your golf fix somehow, Patrick's going to share some tips on things that you can do right now to make sure that your clubs are ready for when you can finally get back out on that golf course. And it's going to happen soon, folks. I have a, I have a lot of hope that it's going to happen. We were just hearing about how the Masters is going to be rescheduled for November, potentially. We've got tournaments that are popping up towards the end of the year. It's going to be a fantastic time to be a golf fan at the end of this calendar year as long as everybody continues to do their part 
stay home, stay away from people for crying out loud, and just give it a little bit more time because it's, it's right around the corner. I'm sure of it. Also, before we get into today's conversation, I want to give a quick plug. You meant, I mentioned earlier at the top of this that the, uh, the THP Podcast Network is growing. And I'm happy to say that on Fridays, if you go out to thehackersparadise.com, on Fridays there's going to be a new podcast that's debuting. It's called THP Off Course. And it's going to be hosted, co-hosted by Dan Edwards, better known as Canadan on the THP forums, and formerly of Golf WRX, Mr. Rob Miller. He is a, a new member of the THP family. I've had the opportunity to speak with Rob a couple times. He's a great guy. He's a hell of a guitar player, as far as I can tell from his social media uh, videos. And he's also, uh, you know, certainly no stranger to the podcast game. And he is going, along with Dan, to bring news, insight into all things golf, whether it be professional, amateur, equipment, what have you. And so I'm very excited to uh, not only be a colleague of theirs, but also to listen to what they come up with. And again, that's going to be every Friday, a weekly podcast that you want to check out over at thehackersparadise.com or anywhere that you find uh, your podcasts. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll be here with Mr. Patrick Gallagher of Mitchell Golf. Sit back, relax, hope you enjoy the conversation. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. No big hype, no big price, but definitely a big deal. Take advantage of their factory direct model where you cut out the middleman and get the best products shipped to your door direct from the company. They've got a demo program to try out their products before you buy, a trade-up program to get these clubs in your hands even quicker, and special financing where you can split your payment into four to make these clubs even more affordable. Go to BenHoganGolf.com to learn more. That's right, folks. Welcome back. I'm hope, I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and I know that many of us are stuck indoors. I know I am here in the great state of Illinois. Even though it's warming up here, I can't get out to the golf course just yet, so what that means is I have a lot of time to tinker with my, my golf equipment to make sure everything is specced out appropriately, and here today to talk to me a little bit about that is none other, none other than Mr. Patrick Gallagher. He's the Director of Sales and Golf Operations over at Mitchell Golf. Patrick, it's really nice to speak with you. Adam, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited and, and can agree more with you. I hope, hopefully everyone's uh, healthy and safe out there and we can get back on the golf course here. We're in, we're in Michigan and uh, weather was in the 70s today in April, so the course probably would have been uh, slammed, but uh, hopefully sooner than later. I know it's it's so I don't want to use the word depressing because I think so many people are in the same boat. But it, yeah, it's, I think it's like 73 outside right now as we're talking here in the Chicagoland area. And I would have I would have loved to get out on the course today. So uh, you're you're in good company there. <laughs> exactly. So Mitchell Golf, obviously, for those who don't know the name of the brand too much, um, you know, Mitchell Golf does a lot of great things for not only club builders, but the game of golf in general. And and Patrick, how would you describe Mitchell Golf as far as the products that you offer? Yeah, so we have uh, a wide our geared club building, club repair, and altering. Uh, the, our bread and butter is definitely going to be our lock and lie or our angle machines. That's uh, really what we're known for. And again, as uh, 
the the most popular product that, that we have to offer. But uh, from there, we move into more details as far as custom builds for you know shaft cutting machines and swing weight scales, grip stations, uh, frequency machines. So we touch it everywhere in the club building area. But again, uh, the uh, grip tape, epoxies, uh, A to Z pretty much as far as the, the club building repair and, and altering goes. And so, you know, Mitchell Golf folks, they, they offer so many great products and, and services even for not only, you know, professional club builders, of course, Patrick, uh, you know, obviously folks who have gone to either their pro shop or their, their, their club shop, you know, they can go and they can pay to have, you know, new grips put on or they could get their, their loft and lie angles checked and even, you know, get reshafted. But of course, you also work with uh, folks like myself who want to do this stuff at home. I mean, I'd imagine that you also have a good clientele of just at-home amateur club builders. Absolutely, and especially right now with uh, the, the state of the world, that that's uh, a lot of the calls I'm, I'm getting now are people that are, are stuck at home and want to work on their clubs, and they decide just to throw it in the garage. So we, we do. We go from, you know, the... Uh, the PGA Tour vans and the pro shops down to just uh, just the everyday hobbyists that want to want to make sure that their clubs are where they want them. And it's it's a great hobby to get into. And as I mentioned, Patrick, you know I'm I'm trying it out myself. I've I've got a loft and lie machine downstairs in my basement. I've got you know just an old vice that I have you know bolted to my workbench to. Uh, to to regrip clubs, and I also have a shaft puller. But there's just so many other tools that you know i know i want to add to my collection but you know a question for you you know for somebody that might not know where to begin you know where would you recommend from the mitchell line for somebody to to kind of you know take that first step into even just regular golf club maintenance absolutely i i would go with an angle machine or uh, as i mentioned a loft line machine uh, i'll kind of if i don't want to confuse anyone between the, the the terminology if you hear me call it an angle machine at, at one point and a, a loft line machine is what i'm referring to but the the, the lie angle is to me so important during during the impact of the direction of the of the ball and to start there and there's so many different thoughts out there if uh, between low handicaps and high handicaps, and I think that everyone should have the clubs fit them. They don't want to be fighting their the swing uh, with their clubs, and they just want to have that good balance of okay, we're trying to get your swing better. Let's make sure your clubs fit where you are now, and also where you want to go. So it's up to the instructors a little bit to do that. But an- another great reason to have a machine is for that reason when you do tinker with your swing to be able to make those alterations of the club when you're in a different impact position because of a better swing, you want to make sure that the club makes that same adjustment too. We don't want to have it where you were before. So you can, it only takes a few minutes to go through a whole set and bend them and check them and, and checking them is also so important too for, for you and Illinois and me in Michigan. There's a lot of balls being hit off mats all winter long. Hmm. And, and the, the, the soft forgings that are on these clubs nowadays are, so easy to bend and move that it happens over time and it doesn't have to be off of a mat but you'll see that more often changes coming out and most golfers just trust that they were where the last time they used them and, and 
you know, putters especially. Putters are so soft, and you see almost every golfer out there leaning on their putter waiting for their, their turn to hit the putt, or they, when they reach down to grab the ball out of the hole, they put the pressure on the, on the putter, and they're so they haven't been to putter before. They're, they don't require much effort at all. So when you're doing that with, you know, 160-plus pounds on that, on that hosel when you're uh, leaning on it, it's going to move too. Yeah. So just to be able to, to be able to check them and make sure that the specs are where you want them to be and where they stay where they want to be, but also to make sure that when you do make your swing changes that you address the, the golf club too. Yeah, you know, that's so important for people to, to keep in mind, too. And here on the podcast, we talk a lot about getting fit, and we're certainly big supporters of you going out and getting fit. Uh, but you mentioned a couple things there, Patrick, that people really need to, to understand is that even for folks, well, especially for folks like us in our part of the world and part of the nation where we are hitting off of driving range mats. And I just checked my loft and lie a uh, few days ago, actually, and it, I do that pretty regularly because I'm kind of a, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I need to make sure that things remain the way that they need to be. And they were off a few degrees across the bag and I hadn't played in, in two months. And so it's so important to, to continuously check the specifications on, on your bag, especially if you are someone that had gotten fit. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, and, the one big thing I try to push as well is that there is absolutely no standard in, in the industry because that's what I hear so many times is somebody maybe did go through a fitting and maybe it was a few sets ago and they just carried over that those numbers, let's say I'm a degree flat and you know a quarter inch long, whatever it may be, and then they just kind of, when they switch over from what they go by their new set, they just order it that way or they they that and they show up that way but there's not the same specifications of a standard from there isn't one in the industry so even oems in their in their own set of clubs you know one model is going to be different than another uh especially when you get to the loft mm-hmm. um but that lo- the loft is going to be just more important for for the players gapping you know the the lie angle is going to have the the directional side, which is where we want to make sure that they're they're zeroed in as far as the right lie angle for that. But again, don't get me wrong, gapping is going to be just as important. But there's a you don't want to. I never recommend bending a loft more than two degrees. Don't get me wrong, the club could easily handle it, mm-hmm. but you're going to change the makeup of the club because every degree you bend the loft, you're going to affect the bounce of the club too. Even if it's a, a six iron, you know, you're going to affect the bounce and the makeup of that, of that golf club. So just to make sure that you know you set of clubs, what your fitting was so that you can go back and either, when you do make changes, know what you're doing and record that or just to check them and make sure that nothing's moved over time. So with a machine like the loft and lie machine, um, which I agree is probably the best uh, machine or tool to get into your 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 club lab, so to speak, right out of the gates. Um, you know, maybe a vice on a on a workbench is probably you know uh, even a, a step higher than that. But when you're dealing with a loft and line machine, I know at least for me, it wasn't entirely intuitive to on, on how to use it what, what would you say is the learning curve for somebody that has absolutely no experience 
working with a loft and line machine. Does Mitchell Golf offer help and uh, tutorials or documentation that people can refer to to help them learn how to use it? Great question. Uh, so we do have some uh, some videos out there on our website, and we have our a YouTube channel out there too, where I kind of show how to bend. It's the learning curve is very simple. It's once the machine is installed. I would always recommend if they have an old club laying around is just put it in there and, and get the feel of it on, on an older club just so you, 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 they get used to it. I, I, I still don't expect them to, to snap a hosel, not that it couldn't happen, but, uh, but the machine, if you use the, the proper uh, bumping, uh, bending technique, that will not allow much room for error. I mean, the machine is... We always recommend going into a concrete floor, so the the, the stand's not going to move, and the machine the, the machine itself is going to be obviously mounted into that floor mount stand. Mm -hmm. So it's very secure. The only thing that's going to be moving when you apply the pressure is the golf club, and that's what we want to make sure. That's how we secure our club is we uh, we grab it from the there's a top clamp that secures it. There's sole rest underneath that gets the sole, and then there's a toe stop. So the the, the golf club is very secure when it's in the machine which allows it only, again, to have the hosel of the golf club. And you can feel how much you're moving it when it is secured like that into the ground. So very simple to use. You know, I, I would say maybe 10 minutes or so if you've never been in a club, if mm -hmm. you grab a, a few old ones and, and uh, use, again, that, so when I say bumping technique, if you take the tension out of the shaft uh, with, once you get the bending bar around the hosel, and then just hit, use your, your, your leg muscles and your arm muscles and just do short, you know, you still want to use quite a bit of pressure when you're doing it, but you don't want to just go on the, on the bending bar and push as hard as you can and see how mm -hmm. far you can bend it. <laughs> That's how you're going to snap them. So the, uh, you know, that, that bumping technique is, again, going to give you more of how much that club you think it moved. And after you were to do one or two, the first two clubs of, of a set and you know the metal uh, type of that set, you're, you usually are zoned in to be able to get to the, the numbers that you're hitting by the time you get to that third club without even having to check. Obviously, you're going to check, but right. you're not going to have to go. I bet you're not going to go too far one way or the other or not far enough just because you, you can have that feel of, uh, of bending. So. You know, it's, it's really helpful to know those types of tips, too, because like even for someone like myself, who is very much an amateur club builder, I mean, I've just kind of dabbled with it over the last few years but it's such an important thing to know how to do for your 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 golf clubs because i mean let's face it not enough players take their hobby of playing golf or in some instances those who take it much more serious than that i i would probably venture to guess and let me know if i'm wrong here patrick that they'd also don't focus as much or take the maintenance of their equipment as serious. W would you agree with that? I would a hundred percent agree with that. And I, and I'd say it's even top level players. A lot of times, again, they, they might go through a very good expensive fitting and the, and the fitter probably nailed what they were trying to accomplish. And that process a lot of times stops the, the, the fitter either orders up the clubs for them or, or the pro there. I like it when the, the, Teaching pro is also the fitter, or at least aware of what's going on with the equipment. Because 
then everyone's in the same game and mm-hmm. and uh, know what knows what's going on with the equipment. And uh, but the, the individual golfers should, uh, should at least have an idea again. And uh, it's overlooked so many times. And um, yeah, and it's it's where that fitting process. I, I'll loop back to that is where the fitting process most of the time stops is when, and not everyone. I don't want to group everyone into it because there's some really good fitters that do follow up as soon as those clubs come in that they check the specs when the uh, clubs arrive, but they also spend a few minutes with the student uh, watching their ball flight. And then they'll maybe tweak one or two clubs, one degree this way or one degree that way. Cause just cause if you're hitting a six iron or seven iron, you're striping it with, uh, you know, with, with good ball flight doesn't mean you're, you're going to be consistent across the board with those same specs, you know, because they're all different lengths and, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. So it depends to have that extra time spent with a student goes so far too. It, it, they just made a big purchase or already like a, a kid on Christmas is what I, how I like <laughs> to phrase it. Whenever, whenever anyone gets a new set of clubs, that's how I am still. It's a, they, I can't wait for them to show up. And when they're there, I just want to get out and hit them. But, right. and to have the person who helped you get them, either the fitter or the pro, standing there behind you when you're hitting those first shots with them, they'll never forget that. And then they'll look forward to doing that the next time they're ready to pull the trigger on a new set of clubs again. So, Yeah. I mean, golf clubs, just like any hobby, I mean, whether it's cigar smoking or hell, even gardening, I mean, you ha- you have to be able to take care of, of <laughs> these tools of your trade folks. I mean, you have to go out there and you have to keep, keep track of these things because they do change. And, and as Patrick is pointing out here, you know, they're not going to be the same. And while we all are those, you know, kids on Christmas, we want to go, you know, hit those new clubs that those new toys that we got, you know, it's, it's important to really just, you know, take care of, of the tools that you're using because golf clubs really are tools. Now, you know, Patrick, there's just a number of things here on the website as well. It's mitchellgolf.com listeners go out and take a look. And I'm just kind of scrolling through here too. And there's so many things that I want to add to my collection right now, but you know, uh, (laughs) you know, one of the things too, you know, that is uh, probably even easier maybe than even checking loft and lie. It's, it's regripping your own clubs. And, you know, you offer a lot of great solutions for um, not only doing that in your home, but also doing it in a very efficient way. So what are some of the, the, the options that you offer for even just re-gripping? Absolutely. So we have, you know, some setups for, for the hobbyists too, or the, the do-it-at-home people that want a something that's going to be used, you know, a couple times a year and they don't need the whole full-on setup. We have something that can either be mounted to a bench. It's called the Pro Tour Grip Vice, which is going to be consistent with all of the products. That's actually going to be included on the grip station itself. It's just uh, a different form. We have one, that same Pro Tour Grip Vice that would go into a vice, so you wouldn't need to mount it down to a bench. Mm-hmm. And that, that's going to have rubber pads on it that's going to secure the shaft and tighten so that it, you can you know, have enough pressure to, to hold the club while you're putting the new grip on. So... That would be a must. The uh, other double-sided grip tape obviously is a must, and we have a, a dispenser that, that takes the extra layer of the, the tape and, and wraps it up so it's not all over the place, um, which That's is great so cool. for you know, higher volume <laughs> places. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if again, it, it's great for anybody, but if, if, if somebody's just doing you know their, their 14 clubs uh, every, you know, twice a year or three times a year or whatever, however many times they're changing their grips, you know, it's still great for them, but uh, may not need it. Um, 
build up tape dispenser too. Same thing. It will hold it right there. And so on our grip station, it's, those are all included right on the tabletop there. So that you have your, your vice mount that will secure the club and right next to it is the tape dispensers. There's a drip pan in front that will catch the solvent and mm-hmm. we're actually in the process, uh, should be, we were just about ready to release it on our website before, um, we have our stay at home order here. So very shortly you should see an upgraded one that has a recycler, um, for the, for the solvent. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so we're excited for that. And, and then the, that, that's what, you know, the regripping gun is, it's something that most people do like to, uh, kind of tinker with. I get a lot of, a lot of hobbyists and a lot of, you know, players that just want to, have that ability to throw in the garage. So the vice mount is a very popular one for that. All I need is a, a vice, and when they're not using it, they can put it in their bench or put it in a toolbox and, and just take it out when they're regripping. And again, the, so the, the solvent would be, we use the uh, HF100 solvent, and, and then pretty much that's all you, all you need as far as other than the, the grips themselves. So yeah, I mean, uh, hook blade knife to take off the... It's, yeah, it's a, sorry. No, it's okay. It's a good starting point too. I mean, it's it's a great way to just kind of get into, you know, I, I guess tinkering with your clubs more than just uh, adjusting the loft on a driver, for example. Because I think you know, at least for me, <laughs> you know, I, I grew up working at a golf course, and so I, I I had to know how to regrip clubs. But in the same token, I think for people who have never done that before, it's it's kind of a leap. I mean, you you. You're worried about messing something up. First of all, you know you might, you know, at least in the in the case of regripping, especially if you're regripping a graphite shaft, you don't want to cut the shaft with the utility knife. Um, and there's just so many things that you have to kind of get over before you actually start doing some very important, you know, maintenance for your for your uh, your golf clubs. But even beyond that. Something that I love that Mitchell Golf offers as well is the fact that, you know, no matter how much we take care of our clubs, there are times when we have mistakes. <laughs> mistakes happen, and we have to repair <laughs> our clubs. And so Mitchell Golf also offers a wide line or a wide range of different repair tools. Um, what are some of the, the more common repair tools that you see people buying uh, for, for either their at-home club lab or even for professionals? Well, perfect. And and going back to finishing up that topic on the regripping and the mistakes is our needle saver hose. So sometimes maybe somebody didn't put enough solvent on the on the double sided tape to get it stuck halfway, and and they're they're in trouble. <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the oops moments, especially if you got a, a expensive putter shaft or something on there. So you can just uh, put that needle in, uh, it, insert it in the grip, and pump some more uh, solvent in there, and that will loosen it up and break the seal of the tape. You can also do that to uh, if there's if you're changing over putters or if you for some reason you just got a brand new set and you don't you you like the heads you love the grips but for some reason the shafts didn't work out instead of having to go you know spend money on new grips you can you can put that needle saver hose in there and save those grips and put them on the new shafts so that's that's one so that's that's a really popular item for us it's uh it's pretty simple when you think about it, but it, it comes in really handy for for those times for saving uh, quite a bit of money for being able to use a grip over again. Um, but the the other side, yeah, is going to be you know a lot of a lot of reshafting. Um, so the which what comes with that too is going to be uh, ferrules and epoxy, and you get into that that side of 
of the repair, you gotta, you know, take the old shaft out. So either heat gun or, or uh, torch that one out, and mm-hmm. and then uh, get a new shaft in there. So uh, the shaft cutting machine comes in into play there too, because you want to make sure you have the right length. And ruler is going to be, uh, you know, part of that as well. Club length ruler. So our ruler measures right down the shaft to a static spot on the on the sole of the club. So it's, um, you know, we actually have some very convenient markers on there too because the grip cap a lot of people don't realize if they want it to play uh 37 inches long you don't want to cut it at 37 inches because the grip cap is actually going to add an eighth of an inch so that would in essence be a 37 and one eighth if you cut it at 37 so we have a mm-hmm. nice marking tool that shows you where to take that eighth of an inch in, into account um but then, then you can get very detailed into some other side of the repair is, is if a shaft did break and you want to make sure it's frequency match with your, your with the set, we have a, the frequency machine that, that you can uh, check the, the frequency of the shafts by just simply oscillating it and it will tell you the cycles for a minute. Um, very simple to use. Again, um, no learning curve on that at all. You just, uh, you, you can put it in there with a grip on or a raw shaft and, and it will give you the, the cycles per minute. And, nice. you know, that's, that, yeah, to me, that, that is an eye-opener to really get into that once once you find out. You know, there's so many people that just say, okay, I'm, I'm staff Amoa. And mm-hmm. it, it comes back to my point of there's no standard. Um, some, st- some stiff shafts are way stiffer than uh, some, you know, some regular st- shafts are stiffer than stiff shafts. Um, right. And, and when you compare other lines to each other so to be able to find out that number and, and have that record is is uh, i think a must for for especially that your lower handicap scratch players is to get into that detail and make sure that that's there and, and same thing probably they the after the the grip station and the angle machine would be the swing weight scale because you yeah. just want to make sure that all of your clubs have the same swing weight and and make sure that swing weight is right for the for the player um that's uh that's probably our our top three sellers for sure is going to be the swing weight um followed by the you know the grip station and, and the lock line machines yeah those those are you know three critical things to have and even just listening to you kind of explain that patrick it makes me wonder you know i'm, I'm like taking a list here of the things that i need to pick up for <laughs> for my lab here i mean I, I like for example i don't have a swing weight scale and you know that's something that i know that i need and i've been fit a number of times for my clubs and what i do is i'll just have like my my spec sheet and uh, whether or not this is right or wrong i mean i could still at least uh, get my loft and lie to where that spec sheet is, but I'm not able to get my swing weight because I don't have any way of gauging swing weight. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a good rabbit hole to get lost down because it's just going to help your game out even more and make you just a more inf- well-informed player. You know, I've actually learned more about my game uh, you were mentioning ball flight at the beginning of our conversation and how that relates to lie angle. You know, in the past, I would have no idea. I just thought that I always hooked the ball, but it turns out I need a, a lie angle that's a little bit flatter. And, you know, exactly. I, I now know that if I go out to the range or if I'm out on the course and I'm all of a sudden hitting things left, before I start, you know, tinkering with my golf swing, I need to go take and check my loft and lie. And so, 
Um, you know, folks, it's, it's just really important, especially now where a lot of us probably aren't on the course, despite it being so nice out. It's a great opportunity, if you haven't already, to go out to MitchellGolf.com, take a look at everything that Patrick and I have been talking about. You know, grip stations, swing weight, loft and lie machines. There's a number of other machines and tools that you can use every single day. And if you're a professional club builder, I mean, you already obviously know the name of Mitchell Golf. But uh, I don't think there's anyone better in the game, Patrick. I love the stuff that you guys have. Is there anything else that you want to... You already kind of teased another product that might be coming out. Is there anything else that we should keep our eyes peeled for over at Mitchell Golf in the coming months? Well, absolutely. And you kind of touched on it, too, is there is a very extensive site to club building. You know, Our equipment makes it very simple to use. And... It, it, not the equipment that's hard to use it's, it's the understanding of how to hit and build golf clubs and there's so many great that do such a good job and we actually almost every month and again this has put a little wrinkle into our our, our schedule and we're probably going to make some adjustments uh here soon but we put on a, a performance school in michigan it's a four-day school uh pretty much a to z how to build repair and alter golf clubs so you know we go and we start with as simple as grip size which again as you mentioned too if you're just putting a grip tape on and sliding a grip on that's easy but if you're trying to hit a specific exact grip size there's there's a lot more math involved as far as how many wraps to build up tape do you need what's the butt size of the shaft and what's the what's the diameter of the grip you just need to make sure everything's matched up so there is a a lot more that goes into hitting a, a certain grip size, but it's, it goes that way with everything. Swing weight, if you're, if you're building a golf club for somebody and you're looking to hit a specific swing weight, you need to, you know, there's obviously th- three components to the club and it's the head, the shaft, and the grip and make sure that those are going to, you can do the math ahead of time to make sure you're going to hit that swing weight. Same with frequency. Um, you can, you know, tip trim, butt trim, um, your parallel shafts especially but taper tips you're kind of stuck with how much you can do so I, i'm not trying to get into too much detail but sure. we'd love to have people come to our to our uh, performance schools here in michigan to if they're looking to learn more about those numbers and get into that specific side but uh if if they already have quite a bit of knowledge on how things work again the, the mitchell equipment is about as easy to use as uh you know yeah, there's not much of a learning curve to any one of our products out there as far as, um, you know, getting out, getting them up and running. It's the expertise that they need to be a good club builder to hit those specific specs, and that's what we can do and teach at our, uh, at our schools here in Michigan. It's a fantastic program that you've got set up. You've got a fantastic website that's really easy to navigate, and you have fantastic products that people can pick up and put in their club labs at, either at home or for professional club builders, they can do it in their shops. And so once again, folks, that was Mr. Patrick Gallagher. He is the Director of Sales and Golf Operations over at Mitchell Golf. Once again, it's mitchellgolf.com. You can follow them all over social media as well and go out to the YouTube station or channel rather uh, and uh, check out all of the great content they have out there as well to help you uh, with tips on how to, you know, change uh, either grips or adjust your loft and lie or just simply become a more well-informed club builder. Patrick, thanks so much for coming on to the show today. I hope you're staying safe. I'm glad to hear that everything's going well on your end, and we'll do this again very soon. 
That sounds great, Adam. Thank you so much for having me on, and I wish you the best, too.